Welcome to the season of Epiphany. The length of the season is driven by the date of Easter, meaning the earlier Easter falls in the spring, the sooner we have Ash Wednesday, and the shorter the season we know as Epiphany Tide. This year, it's a long Epiphany Tide with eight Sundays, making it longer than Lent this year. Ash Wednesday isn't until March 6th, and Easter is April 21st. As you just saw, Epiphany Tide begins with the actual event of the Epiphany. The event we memorialize this morning is the manifestation of Jesus to the Gentiles in the persons of the three Magi. And they were pretty exquisite looking Magi, were they not? Yes, they were. The season continues with the baptism of our Lord, which we celebrate next week and ends March 3rd, the Sunday before Ash Wednesday. And regardless of the lectionary year, and by that I mean the year of Matthew, Mark, or Luke, Epiphany always ends with the story of the Transfiguration on the final Sunday, in this case, week eight of Epiphany Tide. The prevailing theme of the season is, should not come as a surprise, epiphanies those moments of aha clarity, the light bulb going on, where we see God manifested in Jesus, either through his actions or in situations that make him, his status as the Son of God known to those to have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. Each Sunday between now and March 3rd, we will experience some form of epiphany. So here we are, Epiphany. We've heard this story year after year, sometimes calling the three men magi, sometimes kings, sometimes wise men. The reality is they were most likely astrologers whose ability to read the stars had brought them some notoriety and wealth. People viewed them as magicians of sorts, uh, for their abilities, so I'm going to refer to them as magi, as the meaning of the word comes closest to what they are and what they do. Now, we aren't privy to the details as to what it was about this particular star that made them sit up and take notice, what made them strike out on a journey to a place they clearly had never been before, carrying valuable, precious gifts to give to someone they'd never seen nor did they understand. What we do understand is that they were compelled to seek out something that had a pull on their hearts and their minds. We are left to wonder what they saw in that star that said to them, this is something extraordinary. We hear that along the way, they have a chat with King Herod who is immediately threatened by the news of a newborn king. After all, Herod is a king in name only. His power is nothing more than ceremonial, as he's living under Roman rule. Herod is allowed to keep his kingdom as long as he maintains a low profile and doesn't allow any rabble-rousing. The news that these three men bring undoes Herod and he demands they return and tell him where this newborn king is. The Magi travel on, following this dazzling star 
until it leads them to Bethlehem, where they have their epiphany. This child, born in humble surrounding, to parents who, as far as they can tell, are of no account whatsoever, and yet this child is a king. And because they are men of means and proper upbringing, they have brought special gifts to mark this extraordinary moment. Now, think about this for a minute. There are many responses they could have made. They might have declared Jesus as son of God, which might have brought some measure of joy to Mary and comfort to Joseph, and just left it at that. They might have spirited Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus away on their camels to a safer place, knowing what was to come next. They might have moved them to more luxurious surroundings. Or they could have chosen not to go into the stable at all, but they did. And they chose to pay homage, to give respect, honor, and acknowledgement, along with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. This is followed by a dream that warns them not to return to Herod. And so they set off for home in a different direction. And that's the last we hear of them. I'm left with the sense that they've been changed forever by this experience that began with them paying attention to something that grabbed, grabbed their hearts and simply wouldn't let go. And it makes me wonder, what might our individual stars be? What might God use to grab our attention in such a way that it would not let us rest until we seek it out to see what extraordinary thing it might reveal? What might speak or even whisper to us a new way of being that brings us such joy that our only response might be to fall to our knees and give it the respect, time, and treasure that it deserves? Is there a star in your life you've been ignoring or trying to avoid despite its glowing brighter and larger each passing day? What is it telling you? Those epiphanies, those aha moments that should you string them together might then unravel and reveal about your life. Epiphanies can be as big as a cancer diagnosis that causes you to take stock of your life and forces you to whittle things down to what's most important, or as small as hearing a phrase on the radio that keeps repeating itself internally until you come to a new realization of what it's trying to tell you. It can be a day when the sun shines so brightly that it beckons you to take a walk outside despite over your overwhelming to-do list and gives you time to struggle with the idea of just being instead of busily doing. It can be that still small voice of God that manifests itself when you're in a situation where you feel like you have no idea what to say, but the words start pouring out and you suddenly do know. Or can have an epiphany that can be that nagging feeling of something being not quite right with a friend that makes you pick up the phone 
or send an email. So I want you to take out the stars. Who didn't, who, anybody here not get a star? Anyone without a star? Okay, so we need some stars up here, please. We can. Okay, so I'm gonna invite you to look at the star you selected and take the next 365 days to think about it. Take it home, hang it somewhere where you will see it each day. Accept it as a gift from God. Is there something in it that you might experience? Can you follow this word to something extraordinary? Is there something that might bring you comfort or peace? Or something that causes you one morning, one afternoon, one middle of the night to have an aha experience? Meditate on that star's word and see where it might take you. Like any other gift, star gifts can either be received with joy or discarded and forgotten. People need to be intentional about their response to their star gift. Excuse me. <coughs> well, <coughs> let's try it this way. Will the paper stars be stuffed into a pocket or jammed into the bottom of a purse, never to be considered again? Or will that word be considered an opportunity, a chance to reflect on how God speaks to God's people? What might we learn from one word? What new ideas might evolve? What treasured wisdom might resurface? And if the concept of this star doesn't work for you, then try this. Three men were compelled to make a journey to a strange land out of their way for no reason other than the sense that there was something they needed to see, to be part of, to worship. Let me say this. The Jesus they visited over two centuries ago is the very same Jesus who was here today, yesterday, tomorrow, next week, next year, forever. And whether you admit it or not, something has compelled you to come here week after week to seek him out. Whether it be habit, a love of the liturgy or the music, the fact that you feel lost, or you have lost someone, that your heart is breaking, that you are at and in the right place. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. He hears your cries of pain, of grief, and he shares in them. He hears the hymns and stories of joy fills this place with his presence in such a way your day is transformed, awash in the spirit. Jesus is here. Here. Continue to seek him out. Continue to follow that star or the friend who keeps talking about, why do you go to St. Thomas Church? Or 
Maybe simply drop in and sit in the back corner out of the feeling you need to be at a place where you not only feel the presence of Jesus, but you can feel his love. Jesus is here. There is no need to keep searching. In some manner, he has called you to this place. Jesus is here. Open your heart. Let him in. In the name of the one who loves us and has given us life. Amen.